A broad is the road that leads to destruction, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. That's what we read in the reading today. There are only two ways, and here Jesus marks them very, very clearly. There are no gray areas, no half ways, no middle ways, no shortcuts, no connecting routes between one or the other. There are only two ways. There's right and wrong, there's good and evil, light and darkness, there's the way to heaven and the way to hell. One leads to life and the other leads to destruction. When I used to live in London, uh, growing up, uh, the house I lived in was in the middle of a series of circles. And it didn't matter which direction you came from, there was a particular way to get to my house. If you missed the right turn, you would be going round in circles. Whenever I invited friends over, I almost always had fun with them. I thought, great, they've been to my house before, so I would let them lead the way to my house and just follow them around. And I just wanted to, well, watch them get lost and see how long it would take them to realize they're just going round in circles. But not here. The two ways are very clear. We're not left to guess, no second guess, the what the right way is. There is no going round in circles. It's been very clear. There is one broad way to destruction, to hell, and one small, straight, and narrow way to life. There is something very frightful about these two ways when we read, which applies to all of us, and it's the words that many are on the way that leads to destruction, but only a few find the narrow way to life. Why? I ask the question, why, why are so many on the broad road to destruction? And I think the answer is because it's the easy way. It's the easy way to live. You don't have to do anything out of your comfort zone. You just have to carry on the way you are right now. If you don't know what it means to be on the broad road, just, well, just look at yourselves and your day-to-day -day lives. And if Jesus is not Lord of your lives, there's a pretty good chance you are on the broad road. On the broad road, you're not alone. Most of your family and friends are there with you. Most of the rest of the world are there with you. And that's why it's a broad road. It accommodates for many people. It accommodates for many religions, for many ideologies. And anyone is free to enter this broad road. There are no gates to keep people out. Just carry on living the way you are. On the broad road, you can live whatever way you want, self-seeking happiness and comfort. I'm just thinking, well, just to think, wow, there's a way of life, a path, a broad road where life is that easy, can do whatever I want, can carry on doing as you wish, no need to worry about God, sin, repentance, heaven and hell. And just in case heaven and hell is real. You're free to go to church, call yourselves Christian. 
and earn your ticket to heaven. That's what the broad road teaches. To us sinful nature, the broad road sounds very attractive. That's because it is made to be attractive. It looks beautiful with the story of Samson. Why did he keep looking outside? Why did he keep looking to the Philistines? Because he found it beautiful. He wanted it. It kept attracting him. On the broad road, you're, it's your life. You're left to do things. You're left to your own devices. However, there's a, there's a saying uh, out there that if something is too good to be true, it's a scam. Say no to it. There's always a catch. Nothing in this world is for free. And this saying goes with this broad road. Yes, you're left to your own devices. You're not alone because most of your friends and family are there with you. It is attractive and beautiful. The things you enjoy doing, they're all there. But there is a price to pay for enjoying this broad road. The story of Samson, Samson again, there was a price he paid. This broad road is a dead end. It literally is death and destruction at its end. The fire of hell blazing at the end of this road, ready to consume all who are on it. This road is beautiful, but it is not beautiful because God is there. It is beautiful because it feeds you with what you want. It feeds you with the sins you so enjoy. It feeds your lust, your lust for comfort, for relationships, for entertainment. It feeds your pride. It tells you that you are important, that you can do whatever you set out to do. It feeds your selfishness. It tells you that you matter more than others, that you deserve more than what you have. If you look at the law and the word of God, and all there really is on the broad road is worms and filth and shame and sin. And why are so many people dancing down this broad road without a care? Perhaps including some of you here this morning. Because that is what our hearts are like. It's filled with worms and filth and shame. We're attracted to that. The human heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Given the choice of embarrassment or telling a lie, some of us would by instinct tell the lie. That's what our hearts are like. We can't help but be attracted to the broad road and all that it offers us. Now I come to the, to the small gate and the narrow road. And ask the question, why do only a few find it? The narrow road leads to life, but why do only a few find it? I think the answer is because it is hard. It is difficult. The, the, the narrow road is not easy. It is hard work. Being a Christian, walking on the straight and, straight and narrow, only a few can make it. Do you know who are on the narrow road? The brokenhearted. The humble, the meek, those who fear God, tremble at his word. Everything about the narrow road goes against our sinful nature. 
thing. I would rather, my sin, my sinful nature, I would rather be happy and comfortable in myself. But the narrow road demands my heart to be broken. I would rather live peacefully with my family and friends, but the narrow road demands that I reject them and seek first the kingdom of God. In my sinful self, I would rather receive praise and applause for the things I do. But the narrow road says that I am nothing, that there is no good in me, and that even me at my best is just filthy rags. I would rather the world revolve around me, but the narrow road demands that I deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow Jesus. It is a hard road. But it's not hard because God made it hard for us. It, it is hard. It's a hard life because we are sinners. And every fiber of our sinful nature fights against God's goodness towards us. Which road are you on? The easy, broad road? Or the hard, difficult, narrow road? Sadly, some of you and perhaps many of us have chosen the easy way. Where you have decided that coming to church, reading your Bible, praying is enough for you. When a preacher looks at you and calls you a sinner instead of repenting before Jesus, you choose the easy way of either feeling sorry for yourselves or you decide that your sin is not that bad and there are worse sinners than you. The narrow road is a hard life because it will point out to you all your faults. But it does that so we can repent and turn to God. I'm getting married in two weeks to my dearest Caitlin here. And when I was younger, I used to, I used to long to be married. I used to think of marriage, oh, everything is going to be okay. I won't be alone anymore. There will always be someone there to keep me company. Someone to cook for me and keep the house clean. I would go out to work, and when I get, got back, my wife would run to me and hug me with kisses. My dinner would be all ready at the table. And as most of you, through your laughter, I know, well, that's not reality. That's not how marriage is. And last Sunday evening, someone asked to give us marriage advice, and these are a couple of them. Hope for the best, expect the worst. What? But I was expecting endless love with hugs and kisses. Another one, you will end up disappointing each other. Really? But we love each other, vowing to submit to one another. But we will disappoint each other because we're sinners. So marriage is not paradise. It's not a dreamland as I expected growing up. And similarly, being a Christian is not a utopia. It's not Shangri-La. It's not easy. All your problems will not go, to go away. Instead, you will find that even greater struggles will be added. A preacher was asked once, how, how narrow is the narrow road? He replied, as narrow as the sharpest swords. You can't stand, walk, not balance on it. It will cut you straight through. The narrow road is impossible for you or I to walk by our own volition, by our own will. But Jesus urges us, in Luke 13, strive to enter through the narrow gate, to walk on the narrow 
way. Why should we strive to do what is impossible? Because the narrow road leads to life. Knowing God as Father, being able to say, Abba, Father. And knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior, knowing, wow, I've been saved from destruction and hell. The broad road offers being able to do what you want, enjoying friends and family, not needing to be repentant, not needing to know your sins, not, not having to deny yourselves. But that's not true life. That just leads to destruction. It is death. It is the way to hell. And hell is no fairy tale. A couple of weeks ago, Alan clearly demonstrated to us when Jesus said, it would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around our necks. It would be more tolerable to have a millstone tied around our necks and thrown into the sea to suffer drowning. It would be more tolerable to suffer that than to suffer the torments of hell. The narrow is the road, the hard life, which leads to eternal life. That means life with God, enjoying his majestic, awesome glory for eternity. I was listening to a preacher the other day talking about how heaven, how wonderful it's going to be, and just to think that we, there will be real, true worship in heaven, nothing casual. Nothing little, it will be just wonderful before the throne of God. That's where the narrow road takes us. The narrow road may not be bliss, but it's a hard life filled with, with hope. We sang earlier, there is a hope so sure. Assurance of heaven because of Jesus. Being on the narrow road is being reconciled to God. It is peace with God. It is being given a new heart that delights in the Lord and the things of the Lord. We see that circle there. Well, that's being on the narrow road. To know that in that we know God's love and God cares for us. No matter how sinful we are as we turn to Him, we can be sure that we're in there. And as Anne clearly showed outside the circle, Being on the narrow road is being able to repent and also know the joy that God has forgiven you. In Christ, the life that I now live no longer is my own. How do I stay on the straight and narrow? It is not of myself. It is by the power of the blood of Jesus, which is shed on the cross for the sins of the world. Christ died that I might live. Jesus suffered the worst of punishments. Not just the torture of being on the cross, but his father turning his face away from him. Just so those who love him could freely enter through the narrow gate. Oh, let go of the easy life you have chosen. Run, run away from the broad road you're on. Look to Jesus, repent and believe in him. And he will carry you on the narrow road which leads to life, eternal life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.
Knowing Jesus is how you enter through the narrow gate. Loving Jesus is the only way to be on the straight and narrow. And I urge you all to strive to enter through the narrow gate. The blessings and rewards that follow in heaven are worth all the struggles found on the narrow road. Turn to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. Amen. We'll sing this great song. There is a Redeemer. Jesus.